0: The following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. You're listening to Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast on the BICBP radio network with your hosts, EZD Derek Jaws, T-Wave Taylor Sekaturski, Big Diesel Nick Yelich, Bold Claim Ben Yelich, and Austin Kelm, the Stat Man. Do you like great food, good drinks, and some of the best bar life in western New York? Then head up to the Union Pub downtown or the Transit Music Lounge in Depew. Looking for a great place to go on game day? The Union Pub offers game day specials for every Bills game as well as a great place to stop before and after every Sabres home game. They also offer beer buckets, wing specials, and more. Do you stick more to the burbs? Are you a music lover? Then check out the Transit Music Lounge, offering live music every Friday and Saturday with some of the biggest names in the Buffalo music scene hit them up on Taco Tuesday, or check out Burger Thursdays for the best burgers in Western New York. Both locations offer some of the best food you've ever had and a great sports and music bar atmosphere. And now, they offer catering for the holidays, too. For the most up-to-date news on the Union Pub and the Transit Music Lounge, find them on Facebook and never miss a beat. That's the Union Pub, located at 38 Swan Street, across from the ballpark, and the Transit Music Lounge at 4723 Transit Road in Depew. Stop out, have a drink, and enjoy some great food today. The Transit Music Lounge at the Union Pub, our proud sponsors of Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast. All right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats. I am EZD, joined by Austin, the Statman. I am back. Uh, I've done the last couple with Big Diesel. We pulled Austin out of the bullpen. We, we got him. We got him in. We actually, uh, when I first talked to him this morning, I wasn't thinking we were going to get this done. But uh, here we are. We carved out some time of our day, and we are doing the Hats, Tats, and Stats thing. Stat Man, what's going on? What is going on, buddy? So, so two things. Thanks for using my
1: appropriate nickname, right? Nickname, right? Podcast. So thanks we, for we that. We haven't
0: done podducers in three weeks. That one's not even on my brain. <laughs> so that was good. But then also, you know, it was either this or, or go
1: outside and rake leaves. And this sounds way better than manual labor. So that was just an easy choice. That was a no, that was no question. Yeah. Screw that. So, uh, True fact.
0: yeah, yard work is stupid. I was doing some earlier and my hands now smell like kerosene. I'm not sure how yard work and kerosene go hand in hand, but in this house they do listen. you've
1: been to my house, I have that ginormous tree just in my front yard, and yep. that delightful tree that produces shade all summer is now just dropping a bajillion leaves all over my lawn, and my neighbor's lawn, and my other neighbor's lawn,
0: and just good and lord. your other brother, Daryl. I've seen that. Yeah, right. right. Uh, so, I have a question with the with the raking leaves thing, because it's not something that I do. Uh, I could. I have a couple trees that do <laughs> drop some leaves. Not a ton, not nearly to the extent of you. But, like, so the trees drop the leaves that by winter like or by the end of winter would be gone because they're biodegradable they're they're part of the world they would essentially uh, they
1: become- they they do and they don't i mean so like i said my my tree is huge so if you had a small number of leaves like so when you rake it's you don't ever get 100% of them like the sure. best you can do is like i'm going to make up a percentage the best you can do is like 97% you sure. never get all the leaves so really, yeah, By the time spring rolls around, you probably only have one, maybe two leaves left, you know, of the th- ones you didn't get. But really, so I've got a ton of leaves. So Niagara Falls is an awesome thing where they come by – well, most towns do them, but they come by and just suck them up with those big trucks. Right. Um, So if you put them to the curb, they just come by and grab them. Uh, but everybody's got a set assigned date. So uh, my wife and I bagged uh, – because they've been dropping leaves for six weeks already. So we bag sure. them every now and again, and then we have to uh, – just put them to the curb for the last little bit. Uh, but there'd be, if you saw the pile of leaves that are at the curb right now, you'd be like, yeah, those aren't going to
0: be biodegraded. They're not going to go anywhere. Those so, are still
1: going to be there in March and April when the no thaws. It's, it's they're not going anywhere.
0: So that's part of the reason I ask is because, you know, because what, what do most people do? Like, so I know, um, I know Lancaster has like a thing that they'll drive by and suck your leaves up too. If you put them in a, yep. pile in a certain spot, but like some towns don't have that uh there's times that Lancaster because they're just awesome just doesn't do it um just like big garbage like there's days that are assigned for big garbage and I put big garbage out and then it sits there for two weeks and then I get like a nasty letter like hey take your big garbage out I'll be like but you didn't pick it up when I had it on the right day so um but something like what normal people do is they rake their leaves and put them in a bag because you're putting the biodegradable thing that'll eventually go away into a bag that won't because you know where people
1: so i bags. i put it into a recycled paper bag from home depot and it's not because i'm environmentally conscious uh they're just called compost bags and you get them at home depot and they're paper and my leaves go in there i don't know well there you go
0: see and yeah, then you're a better person than most because most people i, yeah, I students, guess i don't know it's they're it, they're
1: really cheap
0: they're like do you remember normal bags so it's like, do you whatever. remember the growing up people used to put their leaves in gigantic orange bags that looked like pumpkins
1: Yes, that with the pumpkin face on them. Like yes. They actually had the decal yeah. of the pump. Right, exactly. Yeah. I listened Those back people, and people used to people used to burn their leaves. Just yeah, like put them in your I fire know. pit and Listen, set them on the fire. To
0: do it. That's what we did in Orchard Park. Like, right. well, and I, we didn't break our leaves now, there right? either. Or, or, we just raked them the fire pit and then burn them. Right. <laughs> it's, I think it's
1: frowned upon now. I don't know if there's like the, a specific law against it, but I, I don't, I don't know, know. what They don't like
0: you doing it now. I don't care what they don't like. I do what I want. It's a free country, allegedly. That sounds about right. Any, any off of the leaves and into the, I mean, we are here. It is week 11. Where the hell did this season go? Seriously. We are most of the way done. I mean, we've been most of the way,
1: you know, over 50%. It is. We're just flying by. I feel like just yesterday we were like, dude, the reporting OTAs. I'm so excited for football. We got preseason this year. It's not a stupid COVID year. This is going to be so much better. And now it's like,
0: crap, it's almost over. <laughs> yeah, like uh, uh, Next flying. Next week is December. Yes, sir. Like, what are we uh, anyway Anyway, um, so first and foremost, like, so those of you paying attention, those of you tracking along, like, this is a football-heavy time of year for us, but we don't just do football, uh, despite that this time of year, that's what you would think. However, I am of the opinion that basketball and hockey don't really hit their stride in their season of, like, oh, my God, games matter until, like, the Super Bowl anyway.
1: Yeah, it's kind of that way. I mean, they're, they're, I don't know. they're both very a,
0: long seasons.
1: I'm not a I'm not a big basketball fan. I mean, I have an I'm appreciation for for the athleticism and the talent it takes to be a professional athlete. So, I mean, I certainly get that. But the the lack of defense, the one forty to one thirty, like I don't know how difficult is your sport when you do something eighty or ninety times per contest. Did you know what I mean? Like like the NCAA, where it's like for pride. Yeah, you know know what I mean? And in championship, nobody's making money out out there. Right. And it's all it's defense. Like, that's that's a good game to me. I feel like in the NBA, most people don't even try stopping you from scoring. They're just like, I'm just going to try to do what you just did
0: to me more often than you did it to me. You know what I mean? Like the the two best teams in the nation could go at it 16 times in college. And if you had one team hit 100 one time, I'd be shocked. Right. Like you'd you'd see like 87 to 82 or 80. 89 to 88 like they'd be in the 80s low 90s on a high scoring night the nba that's 136 to 125 what's what i mean if you if you I feel like if you scored between 80 and 90 they'd be talking about what
1: an awful offensive production you had and just what a what a terrible nba game we're talking about
0: when i do the uh and this will lead me into a shameless plug but uh when i do (laughs) the the sports news like the sports headlines for can you dig sports I include the NBA and NHL scores. And more often than not, there are triple digit scores for both teams in most of the games. Right. Like, oh, this team got blown out by 35. It was 135 to 100. Right. You scored 235 points in this game when, like, yep. a highly competitive, like, drag out fist fight of an NCAA basketball game was 85 to 84. Right. How is that a thing How, for like for that, the, the, for the best teams in the country? Right. That are scoring a so, ton. like, so the best of the best of the best, you're going to tell me there's a 60 point per team swing, like from college to pros, like start playing defense and I'll care more. Well, you know what it is too. I mean, I really, I think that's
1: reflective in the sport itself. I, I mean, no, get me wrong. The NBA is insanely popular. I think statistically it's the second most popular sport
0: yes. in this country.
1: The it, right, NBA, NBA is right after the NFL. Uh, but on the flip side, March Madness is insane. It oh. is its own entity. It is its own thing. Like, it is absolutely
0: nuts. I'll, and it's, I'll it's, even tune in to basketball during March Madness. Uh,
1: right, right. For I don't regularly pay attention to it, but you have to be living under a rock if you were not paying attention to March Madness. That's just a thing. Right. And so I think really it's, it only goes to prove our point that how did you catch the, I don't know, Laker game last night? I don't know. I'll see if you're outside of L.A., probably, probably not. not. you know, right. You don't really care. Mark madness. I, I oh, can, did you see the Vanderbilt beat whatever you did? Like everybody's talking about. How many brackets did you do? I filled about 15. Holy crap. No, I, just one for me. 15. Yeah.
0: <laughs> better man than me. No kidding. Um, I can tell you the Lakers lost again last night. Oh, yeah, I see. I had no idea. Morning, so, right. Yep. I got nothing. Um, they're, they're not doing well, but no, they're not. But outside of that, I mean, uh, in the NHL, I love, I love hockey. I got to watch some, uh, I got to watch some of the Sabres game a couple times over the weekend when I was at the cabin doing the great white Hunter thing. Um, and you know, I, it was fun. They were fun to watch again, which is nice. Uh, I haven't, I haven't caught myself screaming at a TV screen for a Sabres game in probably close to a decade and I was doing it. They were fun. Um, you know we, we turned it on we watched them tie the game with less than a second left the other night which you know was convenient. which was a, a nice little get back for them cuz they lost 5 to 4 the night before right. on a, with, I think with a, a, a last second
1: right Point 0.4 right like almost yeah. no time left right yeah. yeah and
0: then they they tied the game uh with the i don't remember what they were playing uh the rangers maybe that could be oh no they were playing Columbus be. there you go um and they tied the game on a power play with like 0.3 seconds left which was cool, and then to start the to start the second period, the the Blue Jackets came out and scored three goals in like a minute and a half, and you were like, uh. And then the Sabers stormed back and made it five to four, and the game ended five to four or six to four with an empty netter. But like it was entertaining. Last year it would be like, uh, we're down two, it's over," because we're only gonna score two at best.
1: For the so, longest time, I mean, for a lot of years now, people have just wanted competitive hockey, entertaining hockey. They just want us to be in games where, to your point, that it's not the first period and we are already out of it. Like, we want to just feel like at some point we could win this game, even if we don't, we could win this game.
0: Yeah, we have it, we have a chance, and we're in games. Like, losing five to one versus losing five to four are two different worlds because, like, some of those five to four games you're going to end up winning four to three, you know, because you're you're, the other team's not going to get the bounces, or maybe your goalie has a good day. And I mean, there's some good pieces in place for the Sabres to build to the future. But-
1: and you know what? Honestly, what I think one of the biggest things is, and I'm sure you, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you might agree with me here that it was way, way more difficult for us to drag ourselves out of that losing mentality that we created when trying to tank for Eichel or for Dalina or for any of those first overall picks that we thought it would be like a light switch. Oh, okay. Hey guys, we're done tanking. Now we can try again. And uh, you know what I mean? When, when, the players understand that losing is okay because really you were trying to suck for, I you know what I mean? All those things that you were right. trying to lose, you weren't really trying to win. And if you did have a player that was doing well, we traded them. You know what I mean? For more first round picks and more young, like whatever that was, that uh, it was much more difficult for us to pull ourselves out of that funk. Um, that really, I, I thought it was a little random, but turns out it actually wound up being a good idea that we signed a ton of brand new players in free agency. No, nobody got big lucrative contracts. Nobody, I don't think, next to anybody was on a, a multi year deal. Like we signed something stupid, like 11 one year contracts. Yeah. That at some point it was just about bringing in new guys who haven't felt that losing mentality, that that funk that you were in trying to tank. And I think it's reflective on the ice. Those guys are going out there and playing hockey. That our core is a group of young, hungry kids who are younger than 23 years old between cousins and middle stat. And I think even Tage Thompson, like these guys, they're all children. At this yeah, they're point. All young. Half, half of them can't even drink yet legally. And, and these new guys who are the role players that don't have that, that the gut wrenching losing
0: mentality. Well, this, this is a group of hungry young players and a group of vets who still have some trend on the tire. They're, they're playing to prove they can still play. Right, yeah, a lot of those guys were playing there's... for their next contract, but I'm okay with that. That's fine. I'll and, take you. Listen, you're good hockey. Some of them year. may want to may want that next contract to be in Buffalo. Sure, all things sure. are going. And the big thing here, uh we hired a guy who's not a soccer coach. Damn it, like <laughs> the great motivator. And this dude, uh, <sighs> we were we were like Ted Lasso, but like in
1: reverse. Instead of hiring like a football guy to be a soccer coach, we hired a soccer coach to be a hockey guy. Like
0: that yeah. was. And like he would, he would play certain ways. Like that, that is pretty indicative of like of what soccer does. You know, when you're down a goal, you play a certain way. When you're up a goal, you play a certain way. When you're down two, you play a different way. When you're up two, you play a different way. Like, no, like we're gonna play hockey. We're gonna play this style and just trust and grind and grind it out, and we're gonna be okay. And so far, we have been. Um, are we letting the world on fire? No. Are we doing better than a lot of people thought? Absolutely. And we don't have a lot in the way of superstars. You know, we're, we're tried not to- the better team on the ice half the time.
1: I try to tell people that. I hear people at my my sports facility be like, ah, you know what, they're still not good or whatever. I'm like, you know what, I'm okay with that because for the better part of a decade, we were supposed to be good and suck we weren't. Now we're, we we're supposed to be bad and we're winning more games than people thought. I'm, I'm okay with that transition. I'm okay with everyone thinking they suck, but we're actually winning games opposed to everyone thinking we're winning the cup and we're awful.
0: And, I'm and, okay with that. And to segue into what we're going to be talking mostly about in this episode, I mean, kind of like the Bills did they yeah. you, you can see the future coming you know people people didn't agree when mcdermott came in and he cut marcel darius and he cut sammy watkins and he cut this one and he cut that one and then he brought in guys that maybe weren't great you know your are kelvin benjamins he, you know you're uh, a couple other guys you know where people are like oh buffalo's just Carolina traded trade for jerry
1: hughes and that sort of stuff. i mean
0: you know and and just looking around and people are like oh come on like you know, you're just going and getting guys that you knew in Carolina. Well, it was about getting the right guys. It was about getting guys in the right place from the right place that you, and, and part of that is guys, you know, uh, and if you look at what Donnie meatballs is doing, he's, he's got guys that he knows from the team USA program that he, that he was part of for the longest time. You know, he's got young talented Americans and he's like, and now we're going after some of these guys that are, you know, these stud European hockey players and, you can see, I mean, we got three guys on a line in Rochester together that are doing pretty well that in a year, they're, they're tearing, I
1: mean, tearing it up actually like Quinn, Quinn was like the AHL player of the month or something like that. Like he was, he's averaging better than a goal a game. In the yeah. like and the like, the young guys and, are doing well.
0: And what you can do in a year is bring that entire lineup together. Uh, like you're building and you can see the pieces in place for a future, which I think is nice. And if you're actually looking deeper than the score and deeper than the standings of this year, mm-hmm. uh, you can kind of see some stuff
1: going the right way. You know what? If we want to put the first overall pick again this year, but we we're playing better hockey, I, I'd be fine with it. And I don't think we'll be lucky enough to do that unless we somehow no. win, the, win the lottery.
0: Um, we're not going we to win the lottery. Right. <laughs> we never do. The Maple Leafs uh, will find a way to win it again or the Oilers, and they'll still suck. Listen, and, and, and we talked
1: about the HL, but we didn't even talk about Owen Power, like our first round pick from last year, the first overall pick that, like, he's only a chunk of the way through his college season and he already has more points than he had all of last season when we made him the first overall pick. Right. Which I don't know what else you could want from that situation. They're like, oh, he had, you know, 36 points and however many assists in a full NCAA season. And we're only like two thirds of the way through and he's already got more points than he had all of right. last season.
0: Oh, and we so, have a goalie prospect in the work somewhere. That's currently the highest rated goalie in the country. Play gotta hope
1: that. we get a goalie. We were spoiled for a long time oh from the to Miller. I mean, there was just, even yeah. guys that were no game like, guys were okay, but.
0: Like, so we went from Hasek to Miller uh, and with guys in between by like, you know, Dwayne Rollison who didn't suck, Steve Shields, who didn't suck. Yeah, uh, Mar- Mar- Marty Berman was fine. Who's good? Right. Like, Me- I mean, Me- Me- and and
1: come on now. Meekin and Ornan. We also had other goalies who like went on to be good. Elsewhere, they sucked for us, but then right. you know they stopped having a drinking problem and oh, you're an all star. Oh, son of a bit. All right, I got whatever. his eyes that's,
0: fixed. Weird. I, <laughs> not, not trying to stop pucks, you know, being cross-eyed. <laughs> the whole. They're like, eh, I can't see the when, puck. But, no kidding. when,
1: <laughs> when full no Ricky kidding. Vaughn on us. They they put a huge pair of like Drew Carey glasses on, him and oh my god, I can see the puck now. This is unbelievable.
0: Uh, that's what that's the thing I'm supposed. I thought it's just supposed to hit me sometimes. That's my bad. Right, right. Well, but, that's uh, why the pads
1: and all the stuff is huge. Right, just be a wall. You sit to there. Be. Right, well, <laughs> naturally.
0: They keep keep making the goalies smaller these days. So goalies goalies themselves have gotten bigger because the pads have gotten smaller.
1: I think that's good, though. It's they're letting them occupy too much of the net. If you're trying to make the sport more exciting and you're trying to entice and manufacture offense and goals because goals are what's like, that's what's exciting. I think that the first answer is. You're not letting
0: them fight anymore. Well, you know,
1: I don't know. The NHL is weird. Their governing body is strange and. They do weird, odd penalties. I mean, that that's really where most of the fights come through. Sure, it's it's motivating and it's exciting. It can amp up your, you know, your bench and get everybody all fired up. But at the end of the day, like half the time, it's I feel you cheap shotted me or hit a, you know what I mean. So now yeah, I know the NHL is not guy. correct. The NHL is not going to do anything about this. So I'm going to fight you. Yeah. Okay.
0: Sure.
1: Right. Right. It's exactly. It's it's not legal in any other sport short of MMA or boxing. Which like if you throw sport. a punch in, right. If you, but if you throw a punch in any other sport, you're like immediately ejected with suspensions, right. And in hockey, they're like, nah, drop them, go to five, town. Five, we'll just, five, we'll you a, we'll five you minutes.
0: Uh, come out, do it again. All right. It's, it's so, they don't so care much. So part of the sport you have to do it three times in a game to get ejected, three fight that's yeah. night. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the rule. Oh man, which is stupid because you end up getting 15 minutes in the box, which is most of the game anyways. It's, like, it's you, only you never here. wind up playing. It's, it's only a period, but I like Rob Ray was notorious for it. He played three minutes a night, got 15 minutes worth of penalties and a gamer at the end of it. Well,
1: I meant, I meant, if you get, not that it's most of the game, but I mean like most of these guys get like 25 minutes of ice time. Sure. Out of, you know what I mean? 60 minutes of play. So if you spent 15 of your 20 some minutes in the box, I don't know how much time you had left to get out in the ice.
0: Oh man. I, I miss old school bloody hockey though. Bloody hockey was just, was good stuff.
1: The other day I found myself just on Facebook watching, uh, just like Patrick wah
0: and like goalie fights. Cause you know, who doesn't like a good goalie fight? I love a good goalie fight. You that's what I'm
1: saying.
0: I was the dancing goalie. Nobody wanted to dance with me, but I would dance. That
1: is very true. Another one of those things were like, Hey, tell your goalie. He's not allowed to wear pads. Uh, he, he's not, he's that's not. him. <laughs> yep. No, he's just six, four. No, he just occupies most of the net.
0: Yeah. What's and then, cheating? You a, then you put a tiny net behind me and people are like, well, that's not fair.
1: Find yourself another six foot four goalie. I don't have to tell you.
0: Get yeah, your own run, Hextall. I don't know. But 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 it's not fair. Your big guy can move. Well, that's the point. That's why I'm here. I get your big guy to just land aside horizontally, and right. hopefully we
1: can't go top shelf.
0: I don't know. Oh, got it. No, we had Ian to pick top corn for us. That championship it off. Oh, he was unbelievable. Uh, I I still have nightmares of him. We're just like oh, I got a pretty good glove, man. Rip. Uh, never mind. No, I don't. Not a, not 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 next to you.
1: It's one of those things where it was like foosball. I hate to equate hockey to foosball, but like you ever, you ever play foosball and somebody just like snaps the wrist and the ball disappears. Yeah. Where, where'd it go? Oh, to my goal. Cool. All right. I'm glad I saw that. That's what Ian was like. He'd flick his wrist and the ball would disappear and you'd look to be behind you in the net. I don't know what it went down.
0: Yeah, it was no good for anybody, especially nope. my ego. But, not uh, not for not for rec league hockey. <laughs> oh God no, <laughs> not, not for intramurals. Yeah, at this, this dude yeah. from this dude went from playing in the OHL to knocking around floor hockey rings with us at Fredonia. Yeah, come on, it not went fair. well. Yeah, but uh, he was a cheat code. He was a cheat code. <laughs> he really was. We're down to Ian. Go tie the game so we can play. Okay, goal, goal. All right, guys, let's you know, good. Let's go back to not feeding Ian again. Yep. I'll just you know if we're down, I'll score one for us so we can keep playing. And if we're tied late, I'll, I'll bury one to give us a lead. (laughs) It's like the bench warmers. Like one really good player. And we're
1: like, Hey, we got to involve everybody else who sucks. So, okay. He'll just keep passing it until we're down three goals. And then he'll pump in four quick ones and we'll get the lead again. So we can keep playing and right. Then start feeding everybody else again.
0: Uh, Oh, well, speaking of boring sports tomorrow at 1230 Thursday, Thanksgiving football all day, all day football. The earliest day of football. That's not in, that's not in, 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 London. Right. The, the Listen, bears. I love it. I love all day football. I, I love all day football. Love all day football. The only thing that's going to be missing from my life tomorrow is red zone because there's only one game on at a time, but uh, you, you win some, you lose some. I, I also want football on Sunday, so I can't have it all tomorrow, but that's uh, true. 1230, the bears go to Detroit up eight mile road to hang out with the lions
1: which i don't know how i feel about this game. i mean, are we really going to watch Andy Dalton versus i mean, what Boyle is Goff not playing again like backup uh, quarterback is trending versus...
0: toward playing currently.
1: Oh, well thank god. So at least we have one starting quarterback cuz to watch two backup quarterbacks duke it out at 12:30 tomorrow, i was not really looking forward to it. There's three three wins between both these teams, so it's going to be great.
0: Yeah. Um i'm i'm intrigued by the fact that like reports leaked that Nagy is basically already fired but they're not getting rid of him till after the game because they need someone to coach the game. <laughs> it's a sure well, yeah, it was a short, it was, it was a short week, week, right.
1: Right right right. I listen, I get that. I there was an argument to be made for him being fired last year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That
1: really and honestly the, the best thing that happened to them was he stopped calling the plays. He let his offense coordinator call it. They, like, leaned on David Montgomery a little bit more, and they got their, their play action going better, and Montgomery finished with an unbelievable run at the end of his season, and their offense, like, everything was working. And they went back to, like, nah, no, Nagy's like, I'm going to start calling plays again because it worked so well the first half of last season? Like, all right, fine.
0: Well, who was We got We got this rookie quarterback that we think might be our future, and we're going to start Andy Dalton. Which I understand. You 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 look at Justin Fields. I don't think Justin Fields was ready to start this year. Um, I I think you have to
1: put him in a situation to be successful. I don't think they did that at all. And I don't mean not starting him. I mean, so I forget, was it – who the hell's the guy? He's on the the football show. He's one of the quarterbacks. Um, Is it Orlovsky? Yeah. Right? So he's one of the analysts now on ESPN. But he, like, I watched a video where he lost his mind. At Matt Nagy. He goes, you have a rookie quarterback in his first year. He goes, and the amount of times he goes, the whole game, he goes, he's getting harassed. I think his first start, he got sacked something stupid like seven times. Yeah. Like some dumb, dumb number that he was harassing her game. He was at no point. He goes, you didn't put a running back back there to chip. He goes, you didn't have a tight end in to slow down the pass rush. He goes, you basically just told your five offensive linemen to keep doing the same exact thing all game. And after he was sacked, three, four. Five, set like at what point he goes, at what point do you make an adjustment and put a tight end? Dude, do something, chip them, run a screenplay, do anything to do that. They went, No, just drop back and keep getting hammered. He goes, That he goes, that's one of the worst coach games you guys I've ever seen of any level ever. And he was like calling for Matt Nagy's job then, and I think that was week two or three.
0: Yeah, because and and people were calling for Nagy's job before that when he decided to start Dalton first. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I don't disagree. And then fields had to play because Dalton got hurt, but then you stuck with him, and then that's fine. But you know, not like this kid's got to beat guys gotten beaten up. And you know, he, he made the same, the same mistake that Tua made. Oh, it doesn't seem to be that fast. Oh, I thought the league game would be faster. And now you're just eating blitzes and defensive linemen every (laughs) other play. (laughs) because the smartest thing a quarterback can do is talk is talk shit about how slow the (laughs) NFL is compared to what they thought they'd see. You know what? I hear NFL in the preseason.
1: I hear NFL defenses need extra motivation. Like they're not angry individuals already. So they're really just hoping that opposing quarterbacks just talk smack before every game. Like
0: the best part was like fields made that statement after like one or two drives in the first, uh, in his first preseason game, then they played the bills and he ate a blitz off the edge, like to his face to his face and just got hit right in the chest, and they, they threw the flag cause it looked rough or whatever. And, and yeah, you know, but like even Brady was like, that kid didn't learn from that. Yeah. Like why? Because he doesn't look back and say, Oh man, that like that sack was huge. That really hurt us. Like, no, like what you're going to remember is they got 15 yards and a first down and the drive continued. Did he learn from that? No. You know how you learn by eating that blitz in the face, losing the yardage and having like, uh, and get back out there. And now it's third and long. Uh, I, I don't disagree, but now he comes out, he's getting, getting his ass kicked. And now we get to see the uh, Matt Nagy basically comes out and says, without saying, if I'm getting fired, I'm going out with my boy. <laughs> it puts Andy Dalton out to start this game, which Dalton gave them that gave that a shot in the arm last week. Uh, it was not pretty prior to prior to Dalton getting in there. It was not pretty. Um, Fields was four for eleven for seventy nine yards. Dalton comes in, goes eleven for twenty three for two hundred one and two, and had them in a position to win until the Bears vaunted defense just fell apart to to some rookie quarterback that's not Lamar Jackson. I feel like the
1: vaunted Bears defense hasn't been good in ten years, and I'm probably over exaggerating. It's probably been not bad, but they're they've sure. not been good in a little while. They're
0: uh, they're like near the top half
1: are they because really like i used to be able to name all kinds of players from the bears defense and now i'm looking at it going all right khalil Mack, he's hurt roquan smith's good i don't know who their safeties are eddie jackson i don't know who their corners are i mean you should be like pat tillman and you had like all these guys like i
0: don't know i mean they're they're middle of the pack as far as like points scored against and stuff like that i mean they're not yeah like But again, when you when your offense is anemic, uh, the Bears are the fourth lowest scoring offense in the NFL. Right. Uh, Well, I mean, again, that makes sense. the only only team in in the NFC behind them is the Lions. And the only two others behind them are the Texans and the Jags. So, like, eventually you're you're going to give up points if you're on the field nonstop. Um, But I mean, they're not a bad defense by any means. Uh, I, I think they have enough here to beat the Lions.
1: I think I mean it'll be interesting. Uh, it's it, the Lions I don't think they're going to go 0 16. I really don't. They're they're historically bad. I don't think they're going to go 0 16. I also think it's ironic that there's only one team that's ever gone 0 16 ever and it was the Lions and they're like really on the cusp of having 16 losses again, which is ironic cuz they have a tie but with the 17 game schedule this year. They can still lose 16 games even right. though they, it won't be winless, well, well winless, then, but it won't be full of losses as much as it could have been.
0: And and the best part about this is the fact that they can have 16 losses and they would have had a win. They should have had a win. And they came down to a kick by a dude who looks like he works the counter at a comic book store or at the type of place that sells <laughs> Warhammer figurines. And the dude missed it. I talked about it on shot takes today. Uh, I wish I could remember the guy's name, but oh my God, it was, it was perfect. It, like I, this could not have been and uh, it was who who we got Hold, I got it here. Hold on. It is uh, Ryan Santoso. Google this dude and tell me he doesn't look like he belongs behind the counter selling Poe Warhammer models because he does poor poor Poe and like he he cost them. They're probably shot They're shot at a win. I mean, there were other shots that they had at wins and they'll they'll probably have another shot. I don't think they're I don't think they're losing 16. They're going to pull out a win. They've played well against certain teams this year. I mean, with ugh, stroke of bad luck with a non-delay a non a game call and the longest field goal in NFL history is what the Ravens took to beat you. Right. I don't know. They played well. I mean, I, I think their coaching staff does well. I mean,
1: I, and a lot of people want to blame Jared Goff and stuff like that. I, I don't know. Name any receiver on Green Bay or Green Bay. Good Lord. On the Lions. Uh, yeah. I'd rather name them on Green Bay. I well, naturally. I like I said, I pick those guys, but I mean it's like I don't know, it's like Khalif Raymond. I mean, like a couple of rant. I mean I'm I'm on St. Ra. Right. Well, it's it's one thing if they still had Kenny Galladay and they didn't let Marvin Jones walk via free agency. Would, like, like going into this season, if you're the front office there, like you looked at their weapons and went, Yeah, this is good. Right. You know what I mean? Like I mean, you trade staffer, you get golf. Now I understand that was you know a couple of first round picks for your motivation in that regard, but I, I don't know. Like, you just thought this was good. We don't need any more receivers here. You had nothing in the pipeline. You had no, like, first round or second round pick rookies that you thought were going to develop. Nothing. You have Hawkinson at tight end. That's it. Right. I mean, I don't know how you thought, like, oh, Jared Goff's struggling this season. You don't say. I, their most talented offensive weapon has been Swift, and he's having a good year. Do you know what I mean? So I don't think it's, it's not the talents, not the performing. It's you don't have enough of it.
0: Yeah, it, it, that's, that's just the tough, you know, the tough side of it because uh, I don't want a team to go oh, and 0 oh, in the season. That's just not good for anybody. Right. Screw it. Lions beat the Bears. I'm calling it. Matt Nagy gets fired at, at halftime.
1: <laughs> Listen, that, if there's a way to lose your job, it is losing to the Lions. No question.
0: Uh, moving on 4:30 Raiders at the Cowboys. Cowboys have all kinds of injury problems right now. The, uh, their top two receivers are out. Cooper still on the COVID list. CD lamb has yet to pass uh, concussion protocol concussion protocol. So, you know, I, God, why this am had I a chance to
1: be the, this had a chance to be the game of the day. If I'm really being totally did. honest with you, my, my dark horse pick for best game on Thanksgiving was going to be the 4:30 game. But now I, I don't know how I feel about it because if you're not at hundred percent, I don't know. <laughs> their game against the chiefs and i spoke about it this weekend um doing some segments there that i thought that game was going to be a shootout and it, that game should have been 54-51 you know what i mean between yeah. the cowboys
0: and the chiefs and it was not uh, and, the, and like I, the chiefs basically said throw it underneath and we're going to make plays and they did they they made they made the cowboys throw it short and they came up and made plays i was impressed um i, I don't think I think the Raiders with the way they're built, I, I think their option is going to be try to, you know, make them th- make them stretch the field and hope that their front four get home. Uh, Dallas also has, I think they're I think one of their offensive linemen was hurt and he's actually coming back. One of their tackles. Um, but I mean, that front four is going to be what keeps this Raiders defense in, you know, in the Cowboys. And when you don't have their top two, when you don't have Cooper and you don't have CD lamb, you know, I don't care how deep your room is. you you're, you're four and five. Don't fill the role of your one and two. Right. Well, I mean, look, they they kept feeding the ball to Wilson. So I was talking
1: about this a little bit during that game. I watched that game with my my father-in-law as it was happening live. And it was kind of blowing both of our minds that in like the fourth quarter, they all of a sudden started dumping the balls off to the running backs. And both Zeke and Pollard looked good and were ripping off big chunks of yards and I'm like, dude, uh, a, a day late and a dollar short. Like, what were you doing for the first three and a half quarters that you couldn't do anything going offensively? You kept trying to feed the ball to Wilson, who had like six drops in the game, and yet you just kept trying to give him the ball. And I don't understand. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. Y- your, your best offensive player at that point was no question. Elliott. Yeah. Out of the backfield. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying you can run the ball every down, but I, bubble screens, give him the ball. Well, I, 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 be I, creative. dude. Literally do anything. And, and it's like, no, be- I'm
0: Elliot and Pollard. You have the option to do a lot of different things with those two, because they, they they both can play inside outside. They like, you can have one be in motion. The other one in the backfield, you can have them both in the backfield running different things, showing different looks like, you know, make them pick one to cover and, and, and take advantage of them when they make a mistake and throw it to the wrong one. I, I don't know. This, this feels like a bad matchup for me for the Raiders or uh, for the Cowboys. The, the issue with like that the Raiders are going to have is ever since the Henry Ruggs thing, they don't have an offense.
1: Yeah. I mean, the Edwards experiment, Brian Edwards on the outside, he's, he, if you can't be successful already with the way that they have given him every opportunity to be successful, they paved his way to be a guy who can just get open and be that guy for you and be that alpha. And he just is not, it has not
0: worked out. Well, and you look at this receiving core when Ruggs was on the field, he was the guy that had to worry about taking the top off you. He was the guy you had to worry about underneath catching the ball and making people miss. He was the guy that you had to worry about running routes and being open. So you, you leaned toward him and it made the rest of that receiving core look better. You know, it made Edwards look better. It made Renfro look better. It made Zay Jones like a hero in a game where he took the top <laughs> off a team. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And ever since like teams don't have to worry about him anymore. And nobody else has really stepped into that role. And the Raiders offense has been Anemic is a good word for it.
1: No, I would agree with you. And really and have guys like have Kenyon Drake, who you gave a, I don't want to say a big free agent contract to, but I mean, bigger than I thought he should get, you know what I mean? To give him that, to give him a bunch of money. And you still have Josh Jacobs there uh, and Darren Waller. You sound like you're devoid of offensive talent, but I also don't understand how they don't run the ball effectively either. I'm not really sure why they've just abandoned that altogether.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Um, I I do think this is a because of the injuries. I think this is a this is a tough matchup for the Cowboys. But the, uh, I don't think the Raiders can score enough to 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 win this game.
1: Yeah, and I think the Cowboys are at home too. I mean, I think just yeah. if I'm giving an edge to somebody, it's it's got to be the home team, right? I mean, that's just where I'd go with that one.
0: Uh, a, a team I'm not giving the home field edge to is the Saints. Um... So really, and I, honestly, I'm I I would. I mean, I say that as
1: a Bills fan, obviously. I mean, I think their their defense does well, and home field advantage specifically helps the defense. I think they're more pumped up in front of a, their home crowd.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I apologize. I zoned out there for two seconds. Um, could you repeat what you said for me? <laughs> I just said that uh, defenses play better at home, that they get more pumped up in front of a
1: hometown crowd, and I think their defense is already kind of uh, – I don't know if I'm picking without a quarterback, if I'm picking which half of the ball, the saints excel at more, it's the defensive side of the ball opposed to the offense. Oh, for sure. Um, You know what I mean? And I think it's going to be tough. I think Diggs is going to have Marshawn Lattimore on him. I think that their, their pass rush is going to embarrass our offensive line, which has not been good recently at all. Um, Demario Davis is probably a future hall of famer. Uh, He's just been nothing but consistent for 10 years in the NFL. He's been a multiple time pro bowler. Um, I don't know. I don't think we match up very well, particularly. My only hope is that their offense with Trevor Simeon is just so bad that you know what I mean. That it just as a close game, and we we get a win here. But I don't. I'm not overly hopeful. We'll say for Buffalo's odds.
0: Well, so The uh, the big thing here: uh, Alvin Kamara, Ryan Ramczyk, Marcus Davenport, Tano Pasangan uh, Mark Ingram, all lot have of not practice this week. Right, like they're all questionable. Kamara's not going to play now. Ingram, Ingram had a limited practice on Monday, but I think he didn't, he didn't practice yesterday. He didn't practice Tuesday.
1: I think that's more of a day's rest type of thing. Uh, like he gets that he gets that veteran rest, and normally that would have been Wednesday or Thursday. But because of the game's on Thursday, he got
0: his rest Tuesday. Uh, everything I've read is that he is trending toward not playing. I uh, listen better for us. That's fine. I'm okay and, with that. Yes, uh, Davenport not practicing this week so far is a good thing um that definitely slows down that pass rush. Um both both their tackles with Ryan Ramcheck and Taryn Armstead. Armstead's been limited all week with an knee and a shoulder problem. That doesn't bode well for, uh, against uh, our our defensive front that just likes to come and come and come. So um I think a lot of those things definitely help me here and Sure. Sure. I mean, we're we're also talking about a Steelers this vaunted Steelers the de- or ah, Steelers Jesus.
1: See, I did the same thing with Green Bay, right? So as long as you get it on your mind, I don't know.
0: Uh, this vaunted Saints defense gave up 40 points to the Eagles last week, so right. you know, I and I believe we have more pieces in place than the Eagles do. So,
1: no, no, that's true. That's true. Um, At least it it'll be interesting. I mean, sometimes you just sometimes you just match up well against the team, right? You know what I mean? And I'm not saying this is necessarily one of those times, but. You know why did the Saints give up forty points? I don't know. Maybe Jalen Hurts did well. I don't know. You know, it's yeah.
0: Maybe, maybe they just didn't match up well against that, or maybe, maybe they planned for everything but Hurts, who had, I believe, three touchdowns on the ground. Uh, right. So who knows? But I mean, and, but yeah, we have a quarterback that can do the same type of damage with his feet. So
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: you know, it's just one of those things. I think the injuries here definitely don't help them, uh, especially if those top two running backs don't play. You know that, and 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 you don't really have a quarterback. Simeon's uh, hand. And uh, Hill's foot have been an issue recently. So, right. who knows? I don't
1: know what they're going to do. Yeah, if the, both the quarterbacks are banged up, I don't know that, who that emergency third guy is. Um, or fourth guy, because they're already on third guy. <laughs> With Winston going down, Jason Hill hurt, and now it's Simeon. I don't know who else is left.
0: They – oh, my God, I know this. I saw it earlier. Hold on. So, it's Ian Book, I want to say? No. Yeah. Ian Book. Good call, Jazz. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that, that, would be who we're looking at if he dresses for the game, but both him and, uh, Simeon and Hill are, are slated to play. Okay. Um, yeah. but I, you know, with, again, with those injuries up front, your, your best pass rusher, which hurts when, when our offensive line is not at full strength and your best pass rushers possibly not playing. That's definitely not a good thing. Right. Um, although with our, our turnstile right side, not looking great. Uh, who knows, maybe we'll make somebody we've never heard of look really good. But I'm hoping that's not the case. I'm hoping we well they, they
1: still got Cam Jordan. I mean, he's he's the heart and soul of that defense. I mean, Devin Port on the other side is a loss, but Cam Jordan's still the guy you gotta double team every play if you can. That will be my biggest fear. It will be Cam the man Jordan. Now I will say this: I do think that Buffalo still wins this game. Yes, but I mean, and it really, and only because it is an absolute must win for us. I think we're just in a different situation. The the Saints aren't Super Bowl hopefuls.
0: No one's got them listed as, you know, even playoff contenders. Uh, they're definitely not out of it, but losing this game puts them in a harder spot.
1: Or, well, because they're not going to beat. I mean, now I know they just beat Tampa a couple weeks ago, but I, they're not going to, I don't think, take the division. Yeah, they're, they're not going to take that's gonna be a the thing. division from Tampa. right? Um, so, I mean, we'll see December 19th when the Saints play the Bucks again, but um, I don't think it'll be the thing. So they're going to be hoping for a wild card spot, and there's a lot of good NFC teams. I mean, you got to figure – between Arizona and the Rams, one of those teams is going to be, you know, I don't know, eleven and six, 12, you know, something like that, and then the other team's going to be right behind them, but be in a wild card spot. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what the record stands end up being. But I think they'll be on the outside
0: looking in. I mean, as it stands right now, they are they're sitting in a wild card spot. Um, so you got right. the Cowboys, the Cardinals, the Packers, and the Bucks leading, and the Rams solely in that five spot and the six spot is currently shared. The six, seven is currently shared by the Vikings and the saints. Right. With, I mean, the bears and the lions probably aren't going to push, uh, the Panthers, the Falcons, the Eagles and the football team question mark at four and six, maybe having a chance. I mean, they're, they're in it. They, they have a shot. Right. Uh, I all, but two games this week are our playoff implication, big ones. Uh, the next one being Steelers and the Bengals, a big divisional game. Uh, both of those teams trying to come and, you know, the Bengals currently sitting in you know, right behind the Ravens at six and four, the Steelers at five, four and one. So. Which I, I mean, can't believe. I thought, the, I thought the Steelers were going to be historically bad.
1: Like, I yeah, thought and, be you know really,
0: what? really not good. Their offense isn't their offense. They, they, have, they have, I mean, they have Najee Harris. That's it. They have talent on the outside, but big Ben can't get them the ball. Yeah. They're not stretching the field. They're not, they're not burning anybody deep. They want to play a 20 to 16 football game or 20 to 17 football game every week and be on the winning side of it.
1: It's been working so far.
0: I mean, although, you know, the
1: 41-37 Sunday night football game was unfriggin' believable That game was nuts. Yeah. I thought it was going to be, like, out and over. Again, I was recording some, some segments, you know, for the radio show and stuff like that, and, like, I turned around after taking my headsets off, and I was like, holy crap, this game is tied. Like, I
0: was, I was what did I miss? For 20 minutes. Seriously. God. It was unbelievable. I, I think the Bengals are the better team here personally.
1: So um, do I. They, they definitely have the, I mean, it's strength against strength. It's the Steelers defense against the Bengals
0: offense. Um, And, a, and the Bengals weaker, defense is
1: very sneakily
0: good this year. They, they are not a bad defensive football team. Correct.
1: I don't know what's changed. It's like the same people they had last year. They had Bates and Von Bell and I don't know, Sam Hubbard's been doing well. Logan Wilson. Well, the, the, again, the
0: offense isn't anemic. You know, they're, they're sustaining drives. They're putting points on the board. I mean, they, the, the Bengals are not only are the highest scoring offense in the AFC North. All right. They've scored 268 points. Uh, The Ravens have scored 247. The Browns have scored 244 and the Steelers have scored 214. They're also the, the defense that has been scored scored on the least. If I told you the Ravens, the Bengals, the Steelers, and the Browns are in division and like pick the team whose, whose defense is giving up the least amount of points. The Bengals are the last team you're listing. I I definitely would have listed them last. <laughs> no question, the Bengals would have been four out of four. They've given up two sixteen. The Steelers have given up two twenty six. The Ravens have given up two thirty, and the Browns have given up two fifty one. I mean they, they're they're playing well. I think they're the best. I they might be the best team in this division. I don't know though.
1: It's it's interesting. Well, I mean there's just that X factor. I mean Lamar is just Lamar. You you wouldn't think they would win, like you said earlier. They almost lost to the Lions. That was a whole thing. But it's just like when Lamar does Lamar things, and he's he's out there dancing, and and he just picks apart a defense with both his legs and now his arm. He's been passing much better than he has in previous years. That's difficult to contain. I think as an overall football team, though, I don't know. I think from a talent standpoint, it's probably the Bengals. But right, like
0: I don't don't want to commit to it. Right, right, right,
1: yeah. (laughs) It's like it's a hot take, but it's not. Like I don't know. It's I mean I think, but it kind of is. I don't know. I mean, especially from a skill position standpoint, I think I would take the Bengals' skill position players over any other teams in the AFC North. Oh God, and you. I don't think it's close, right? I mean, Deontay Johnson's okay. Claypool, you know, Najee's been very good. I mean, we got? Bateman, Hollywood Brown. Um, I don't know if you're talking about a healthy J.K. Dobbins. I mean, maybe it's Baltimore. Not this year, though.
0: No. Um, and and I'm, I'm still taking the the Bengals' receiving core. And, yeah, uh, Higgins, honestly, Higgins,
1: Higgins, Boyd, and Chase are, are unbelievable. And then Mixon's having an all-pro type season. Yeah, he's, had, he's
0: very quietly a key part of that offense. Yep, but, you know, yep. he's good when he doesn't have to be the guy.
1: Well, when I mean, they can't he,
0: stack A in the box, when you weren't afraid of anybody else, what we can right. do. And, and that's what it was last year. Like, yeah, you're not going to throw to anybody else, so we're just going to stop this dude. And he looked bad. You know, right. he, he couldn't do what Najee, uh, what Najee Harris is doing in Pittsburgh. But you put no, Najee... You put Najee on the Bengals, and oh boy, we're oh, it'd be a whole different thing, completely different.
1: Well, for the last couple of years, it's been all right. Who do we have to cover? All right, Taj Boyd, Taj Boyd, Tyler Boyd, and an aging AJ Green. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's and uh, nothing against Tyler Boyd because he's one of the best slot receivers in the league. But he, it's not something to be like, oh my god, we how are we going to stop him? I, I'm not really sure what we're supposed to do with Boyd. Hey, nobody's ever said that. He's <laughs> just like, hey, well, we'll put our slack eye on him and hopefully yeah, dude, he wins that individual battle and that's it.
0: Yeah, and even if he doesn't, what's he going to do? A couple catches for 50 yards and maybe a score. Great. It's the only time right. they scored this year today. Yep. But, uh, I, I think the Bengals take this one. I, I think they take a, a big step in winning that division.
1: Same thing. And, and they're at home again. So again, yeah. I'm going to give the nod here and a tiebreaker to the home team.
0: Uh, Panthers, Dolphins, Cam Newton taking on the dolphins and Tonga Tua Balalalalolola. Are so you
1: sure it's not going to be Jacoby Brissett? I don't
0: know. Uh, it might
1: be. I it, only it say that, and that. Well, I'm, I'm I'm only saying that because there there are games where like two is healthy and they're still starting Brissett, and I'm I'm not sure why. And like because like then Brissett got injured, so Tua came back in. I'm like, if he's healthy enough to be your backup quarterback, he's healthy enough to have started the game. Like yeah. I don't know, I don't know why. What the thought process was there?
0: I, I just don't think they're very. I, I don't think they're sold on Tua. I think Tua week after week shows that he is he's limited in his skill set. And I don't think the Dolphins are are happy with what he with what he puts on the field. It, yeah, it's, it's not a good thing that. when your offense looks better with your backup. And then when your starting quarterback comes back, he has to start playing outside of his style to to, to stay face.
1: It's and it's weird too because they each offer something else. Brissett had some productive years in Indy and stuff like that, but um Tua has more upside. Like there, there are plays okay. out there. Like, I know, I, I really, I do. I think that there are plays that he makes that you just go, okay, all right. I see, I see, I see what happened there. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just different. Whereas Brissett's just, he looks like a very capable backup, which is fine. And there, there's a niche for that in the NFL. It's not nothing against him, but it's just, what can you I've offer it. me?
0: I've never been sold on Tua, uh, and I think this Panthers defense makes him look bad this week if he starts. That's just yeah. me. no,
1: I, and I definitely know. Listen, I definitely think the Panthers are going to win this game. I just was my point was I don't think two is, I don't think there's a question that he's better than Brissett. He's just not as good as like, you know, Deshaun Watson or some of these other guys that have been rumored to go to the Dolphins.
0: I, I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's in the top 20 personally. And as a
1: second year guy, no, that, that I mean, that's probably true. Be honest, he's probably right around there. One of these days, he's probably you know, right well, around the, 20.
0: One of these days we'll do a segment where we rank the, the, like, the position the, rankings. Yeah, we'll do we'll, we'll we'll rank like the top quarterbacks, top running backs like and we'll do like we'll we'll rank like the 32 starters or something like that. That'll be fun. I'm down. I like it. Uh, Panthers take the W here. I'm with you. No, no objections uh, from me. Heavy candidate for the suck ball of the week. Eagles at the Giants, which I got to get the I got to get the uh, the game of the week text out to everybody. I'll see if Taylor answers me from New Orleans, but uh, Eagles at the Giants. Eagles win this game. Giants suck. NFC East sucks. I don't know if there's See, like anything you, else to say.
1: You say I don't know. I think the Giants are going to win that game. You think so? You think you think they get rid of their
0: uh, offensive coordinator and they get a little boost?
1: I do. I do. And I want to think of having Barkley back. At, well, it helps. I think the the most talented player on your entire offense helps. Well, he was back. And, I, and, and, honestly, and I'm and, and I'm not sold. On, well, Tampa's got the best run defense in all of football, so that really, that Fair. wasn't going to help them anyway. So people were like, "Oh, Saquon's coming back." I'm like against the number one rushing defense, he legitimately had 15 yards on, like, six carries. They didn't even bother. Like, they didn't even try. But I think against the Eagles, I think he's better. And I think it's just one of those games where everyone goes, the Eagles are definitely going to win. That obviously means the Giants are going to win. Do you know what I mean? It's just one of those things. Yeah, Everyone is so confident in the Eagles, naturally the Giants are going to win.
0: This definitely – this does have a feel – of a suckball candidate and an upset candidate because the Giants right. beating Eagles would be an upset despite being a divisional game.
1: Listen, so. I don't want to get into my lock of the week from last week because there was no possible way that Tennessee was going to lose to Houston. And here I am. I still haven't finished chewing on my foot yet. <laughs> uh, I picked, I picked the Texans as the, the upset last week. I that, know that you good. did. I was like SOB. I just went right against me.
0: The one of us is going
1: to look really stupid. That somebody was me.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I got to rub it in a good friend of ours' uh, face who said uh, I posted it on online, and our good friend uh, friend of the show Dennis Crowley said, "No shot in hell. There's no chance that the that the the Texans beat the Titans." And I made sure after the game be like, "Well, this aged well." Uh, listen, I, I'm with
1: you. I or not with you. I, I was with Dennis. I'm like, there is no chance.
0: Yeah, no And, chance that, and honestly, went. that's why I picked it because there was no chance, which means it was going to happen in this year's NFL. It was going to happen.
1: You know what's uh, funny, and somebody somebody said that on the the pregame, uh, just leading up to the, the the Good Morning Football or whatever, that they were like, you know, all of the analysts, every single analyst picked Tennessee. Yeah. And he goes so naturally. He goes, "This has only happened at two other times where it was unanimous." He goes, and both times, the upset won. He goes, so where he goes, we're all picking Tennessee. He goes, that if, if history has taught us anything, that means Houston's going to win, and sure as shit, sure as <laughs> shit, it's sure. all went down.
0: Yep. Uh, I I think this week, if you look at the Titans against the Patriots, I think a lot of people just pick the Patriots to roll.
1: I would agree. I mean, they're at home, which is playing in Gillette is a whole different level. But I think it's they haven't been able to run the ball well. I think that when you only have A.J. Brown, Bill Belichick is going to go. You know what? A.J. Brown's not going to have a catch in this game because he is like all time Hall of Fame great at taking away your best weapon or whatever weapon he chooses to. If yeah. Henry was playing, he'd have taken away Henry, and maybe AJ Brown can win you a game. But like Henry was not going to do anything in this game, you know. But now he's going to take away Brown, and they're going to throw to three guys I've never heard of, right? And hope that I don't know McNichols or Dunta Foreman beat you. I don't yeah, see much. that happen. I mean, I don't see that going real well. I mean, I, as I a think, Bills fan, and know. they're in the division, I need Tennessee to win this game. Yeah, but. and
0: I, 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 I have faith that. A student of Bill Belichick's can scheme something up that Bill Belichick, not not that anybody knows what Bill Belichick's never seen or anything along those lines, but I think Mike Vrabel and that defense has a shot here. Um, they've won a couple games with their defense and their special teams play. And I think this is a game that they, they can do that. I don't think Mac Jones can go 22 for 28 for 127 and one and win this football game. I, I just don't, uh, I don't think you're just gonna be able to cram the ball down their throat on the ground. And it's really going to be, I, this, this, I, this could be, this is either the Patriots are going to find a way to roll like they did against the, uh, the Browns or the, um, the Titans defense is going to play well and make Matt Jones, Mac Jones look like a rookie. And they're going to have a shot, and that's what—that's the game I'm—I'm I'm thinking we see. I think we see a low-scoring affair. I think we see a defensive slugfest uh, against two offenses that aren't playing great right now. And people are like, oh my god, the the, the the Patriots can do whatever. Their offense is rolling. They scored once last week. They scored once, like, and it was on the ground. I, I'm I, I'm not sold on this Patriots team. I'm just not. It's and see, like, I'm I'm worried about them as a uh, Bills fan. I am worried. I'm worried about them because of the way the Bills have been playing. Not because of, not because of the Patriots. This uh, Patriots team doesn't I, scare me as much as our inconsistencies scare me. That then well, and that's what it is. Because the
1: Patriots, if nothing else, are consistent. If you're waiting for them to make mistakes or for Mac Jones to have some sort of implosion, or you know what I mean? Like, oh, if we just like if you limit our mistakes, like they're be fine. Don't plan on them messing up a ton. I think the whole thing is if Allen tries to play hero ball, and she does ridiculous things as we've seen him do, then we're going to lose at least once to the Pats, which we need to really take both. Um, I, and we're gonna
0: we're gonna find out who the Patriots well, we'll see. are, you know, in the in the next four weeks. They have this game, they have the Bills, the Colts, a bye week, and the Bills. So, right. uh, and I'm actually, a lot can I, change I think, in the next four weeks, and I, and, I, and I think that bye week might be after the Bills' first game, so then they go Colts Bills. I could be wrong, but uh, uh six to sure. the
1: eighteenth. No, they got one between the uh, Bills and Colts, the first one.
0: First right. us, so, then a bye week, then the Colts. Right. So it's not like they get a bye coming out of they they get us coming out of a bye, which is nice. Right. Um, they they get the Colts week. coming out of a bye. Right. But I mean the Colts are a good team. The Colts Colts are playing very well. Um, but I think I think this is gonna be a tighter game than a lot of people are are, are giving it credit for because the Titans defense doesn't suck.
1: Nope, nope, I, that, I think I, that's the right now it's their strength.
0: Yes, absolutely. What they're doing better than anybody else. Um, and the one thing that they can do again, like again, against you're again, I don't think this check down 21 for 26 for a buck and change and maybe a touchdown. I don't think that wins a game against the Titans defense. I think you're going to have to beat them. And I think they play well enough on the short game that you're going to have to try to beat them deep. And that's not Mac Jones's game. And if you do try to do that or The Titans can pick you off and give a short field. I don't care how bad your defense is. If you're starting inside the 23 times, you're probably going to put points on the board. Right. So, And and that's been the Titans key to success a few times this year where bad turnovers in the red zone. And all of a sudden it's first and goal on the first snap of the day. Great. Uh, And they are very successful that way. And they can do that to the Patriots, I believe. We will find out. Falcons, Jags, (laughs) suck bowl number two. You got it. Uh, I, don't I don't even know. Yeah, I don't, I'm not even going to pick a winner because I don't care. Uh, right. I. Yeah.
1: There's don't no even have on. it
0: on TV. Put this. This is Wednesday night action. Yeah. This would be the one o'clock game that nobody wants to watch. Uh, this will be the, the one o'clock game that nobody watches. People yep. in Atlanta and people in Duval will watch. And that's it. Nobody cares about Duval. Duval so I will fight you. Bucks uh, <laughs> at the Colts. This is going to be a good one. Uh, we, Great do have to matchup. We, are, we are running out of time.
1: So we do have to pick. A I I understand. Team. I hope the Buccaneers win because we need any NFC team to beat any AFC team. So at one time and one time only, go Tom Brady.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, even though part of me in my deep, dark heart of hearts likes the Colts and I like the way they play, uh, the problem is here, the, the the Colts are running into a team with the their biggest strength is your biggest strength. They're running exactly a running game. So that's going to well, be we just, a tough one. We
1: just talked about them holding Saquon to like 20 yards. Yeah. Uh, so
0: Jonathan Taylor, good luck to you, sir. Yeah, the only difference there is the Colts offensive line is far better than the Giants offensive line, but that's accurate. Very, very true. So, uh, go Bucks. Even though I like the Colts and I want them to win, suck Jets bowl Texans, number three. Suck bowl number three. This is again, number this is, three. The third game that has no playoff implication at all for anybody. This is just who gets closer to a number one pick that might be irrelevant because the quarterback class of this year sucks. Uh, not that the Jets are looking for one, but they might be because Zach Wilson sucks. Uh, Mike White has COVID. Joe Flacco is elite and has an elite version of COVID. (laughs) And that's all you need to know. This game sucks. I don't care who wins. Um, Chargers, Broncos, this would be a good one. Chargers offense looks really good. Broncos defense at times looks really good. Broncos offense, not so much. Chargers defense, definitely not so much. The Chargers are basically the Chiefs in different color uniforms. They're going to score a ton and be scored on a bunch. (laughs) I really think naturally, I think the Chargers are going to roll the Broncos. So really the Broncos are going to
1: make a really good game of it and probably win just because it's exact the exact opposite of what I think.
0: Yeah, I, I think it'll be tight. Um, I think the Broncos' defense can slow the Chargers down. If they do or not, is up to the Broncos, I think. Right. But I think the Chargers take the W. Dubs, Vikings, yep, Chargers. Vikings, Niners, taking, uh, both heating up at the right time and making a push toward uh, the wild card. Honestly, it, it's a must-win game for both of them. So really, yeah, this
1: game has heavy playoff implications.
0: Yeah, the Niners... <laughs> coming around into their own recently, the Vikings kind of doing the same. Yep, I mean, really, and as much as I
1: want to go with the Vikings, just because uh, Jefferson's been rolling, Thielen, and Cook, the-, the skill position players for the Vikings are unbelievable. The Niners have the ability to just push you around and run the ball well and make plays. And Jimmy G has been playing phenomenally, and I'm going to take the Niners in this game.
0: You have to. You absolutely have to. Um, Kirk Cousins is quietly having a good season.
1: But he always guess. has a good
0: season. I I, talk, <laughs> I talked about it with uh, with Matt on the two point conversation discussion topics that dropped earlier today. Um, the, the thing with Kirk Cousins, he doesn't have that wow factor, and I think that's why he gets a bad rap with some people. Correct? Um, he just he doesn't have that holy shit thing that like Mahomes has, that Rogers has, that Brady has, that Allen has shown that he can do, that Watson has that. Like he just he goes out, he doesn't turn the ball over, he scores touchdowns his accuracy is pretty pretty solid but he's he's not that dude he's not that guy he's mac jones at mac jones in five years i fucking hope not (laughs) (laughs) but i mean like he's he's just that guy that's going to come out and you know he's not he's not the guy you game plan for you don't sit there and go oh my god we're playing the vikings we got we got a plan for kirk cousins No, you do that against for dalvin cook and thielen and jefferson like and their defense is playing well but cousins is the guy you're just like yeah he's just He's like your suburban hockey dad. He's just kind of there. Suburban hockey dad. <laughs> all right then. But sure. I agree. I agree. 49ers take this one. Um they 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 that they they're finally starting to play like the team I thought they'd be all year. Yep. Uh Rams at the Packers. The Packers defense has been a story.
1: Yeah, it's been interesting. I honestly what I think my biggest takeaway from this game is and why I think the Rams are going to win. Um is going to be lack of playmakers for the Packers. Um, that Aaron Jones being banged up as much as I like A.J. Dillon, I mean, that's fine, but I think they're going to have Ramsey covering Devontae Adams all game. And I think Adams is too good to be limited completely, but I, if you're expecting some 10 catches for 130 yards and two scores from Adams in this game, I think you're going to be disappointed. Um, and without Adams, they're going to have to rely on, I don't know, Marquez Valdez-Gandling. You know what right. I mean, and if, and if that's the guy you're relying on heavily, mm, I'm going to go with the Rams in this game, especially coming off of a loss. Yeah, this, this gonna feels be ready like ready to an roll.
0: angry Rams team coming out, and the Packers. Right. I don't know. Both,
1: both both teams coming off divisional losses. So I mean, that's uh, yeah. Both of these teams are going to be chomping at the bit to win.
0: I mean, and, and the Packers didn't look great against the Seahawks. Um, I mean, the the Packers have lost three in a row. Yep. Since three in, since, in a row. Yeah, were they were eating three. Well. They weren't, they, they beat the Cardinals and then they lost to the chiefs 13 to seven. They lost to the Seahawks or the, sorry, they beat the Seahawks. So, so they're one for two, one, one for two. I was going to say they, they lost two. the
1: first game of the season against the saints and then won yes. eight in a row. Right, They've lost their last two.
0: Yeah. I read that wrong. So I, but they didn't look great in that Seahawks. win. was my point? Correct. That, that Now we're on it. Right. Against, against a bad defense. That is not a good defense over there. So I think the Rams take this one. I think that this is a, we're still the Rams. We're still a Super Bowl favorite, despite being second in the division. Nope, nope. I'm with you on that one. I do think the Rams take it. Uh, Browns at the Ravens. Both teams banged up.
1: I'm going with the Ravens. I, I it's too. So, my, I think Lamar is going to be over his flu. I think Baker's hurt. I don't think the Browns have enough offensive firepower. They run the ball very, very well. Um, I don't think you're going to be able to just – do whatever you feel like against the Ravens defense. I think yeah, the, uh, the only
0: thing that scares me about this, as always, it's a divisional game and those are just always weird.
1: Yeah. I get it. I mean, my edge is going to go to the home
0: team here. I, that's yeah. just
1: how I'm, how I'm rolling with it. Cause the Browns haven't looked good of right. They're banged up. They just got smoked by new England. It's I'm going to go Baltimore in on this one.
0: Yeah. And, and who knows if who or what a running back they'll have available for the game because Chubb's been hurt. Hunt's been hurt. They did just activate Hunt though. So okay. he is like, like this morning they, they okay. activated so, him off
1: the list. But I mean, they, that, that's it. That, bring, that brings that brings a little
0: bit, little closer to even for me, but I still think the Ravens take this one. Yep, no, I'm I with you. I just don't think the Browns can do enough against this defense. Truth cool. fact, and uh, the Seahawks and the Washington football team, despite kind of being a suck ball candidate, it has, it's got some playoff implications for the football team. If a little can, bit. Well, I mean, they're 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 on the edge. They're on the edge of a wild card conversation. I don't know how. Oh, because yeah. everybody sucks this year.
1: Yeah, well, the Seahawks, too. I mean, if they go to four and seven, uh, they're not going to win their division because they're guaranteed to be in third place. But I mean, like you said, I mean, the Saints are not out of it. They only got five wins. So, I mean, this, if like, Buffalo beats the Saints and Seattle beats Washington, all of a sudden at four and seven, they are somehow
0: still in the hunt to hit a playoff spot. I mean, which is weird when, to when say. We're, when we're talking about these teams in the NFC, like Washington is technically in the hunt, technically, the Giants aren't out of it. Um, at three and seven, the Seahawks are, I I don't think the Seahawks can't do enough. Their, their defense isn't good. Russ doesn't look good throwing the ball since the injury. I I think they're done. The bears are done. You're talking about firing your coach. You're basically hanging up your season. The lions are zero and nine Oh, nine and one. And the Falcons are four and six. Those are the teams that I think are out, out the Panthers are borderline out, but I mean, all the, (sighs) all you need here. For these two teams, the Seahawks. I mean, if they find a way to win this game, or or the Washington football team, you need the Niners to slip, the Vikings to slip, and then the NFC South to eat itself, and you have a shot. And all of right. those things sound very possible. I was just gonna say, like, it's not like any of those things are impossible, right? So that's uh, that's gonna that's our NFL breakdown for the Thanksgiving week. Uh, it's gonna be a fun day of football tomorrow on Thursday. For those of you out there, uh, enjoy drink be merry and give thanks uh it is the biggest party night of the year if you're hearing this on wednesday uh if you're hearing it after wednesday you survived congratulations uh <laughs> if you are hearing this on wednesday uh you know we mentioned the henry ruggs thing guys be smart tonight don't do anything stupid uh, one bad decision one bad choice could end your life and others and you, we, nobody wants that so just be smart don't do anything stupid don't get me on the wheel of a car if you're shit drunk and j- just be mature don't be mature be responsible there we go that's there there's a nailed it. be immature and be responsible at the same time i know i've made a living of it so um stat man been a good time buddy good to have you back thanks buddy this was way better than rake and lee's (laughs) i was correct in that assumption absolutely i gotta go cook some sausage so uh thanks for tuning in guys the hat stats and stats is part of the bscbp radio network as you heard at the top of the show hat stats and stats is sponsored by the union pub and the transit music lounge head over there check those guys out if you missed all the stuff or just re-listen to the top of the episode you can get all the addresses and stuff like that or just find them on facebook you can find us on facebook hat stats and stats podcast you can find us on uh instagram at hts underscore pod on Twitter, at hats, tat, Stats, And you can listen to us five days a week, Monday through Friday, two or 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Shot Takes on Can You Dig Sports Radio. Download the MyTuner radio app on your phone to listen to us, or you can find us on the website, myjukeboxradio.com. Like, follow, share, subscribe, listen, do all the cool stuff. With that being said, we will catch you guys next week. And go Bills. Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast is brought to you by Stinger Sports. Stinger Sports makes high-quality, fully custom sublimated uniforms and apparel that'll have you looking great on and off the field. Get your custom-made pro-quality gear today at StingerWoodBats.com and put that S on your chest. Use promo code tip of the Cap, all one word, for 10% off your order. Stinger Sports. Look great. Feel great. Play great.